This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. This is a uh, reaction to uh, the f- the official news. Finally, uh, the announcements uh, that Mr... Is it Joe Grealish? I can't remember his name. Jack Jonathan? Gre- Jack, John- Jack Grealish has gone to Manchester City now. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this and not join them! Uh, just a quick reaction. We'll cover this in the main show, which we thought we might as well... Uh... Now that Chris Bud's stopped crying, that Jack's left, uh, we can. Uh, was it you? Is it Phil Shaw? Phil was crying. I, I was the one who couldn't find any emotions at all. All right, yeah, that's him. Now, now I remember. Now I remember. Stone Cold Bud. So the upshot. Uh, I mean, there I was. Uh, I think I was stirring my uh, puree or mashed potatoes, as as it's called, uh, and uh, suddenly my phone pinged, and it was like uh, I was transported back to 1944. It was almost like Winston Churchill was given an address on the wireless, or it's how I had imagined it would have been. And uh, I looked at my phone, and Perslow's face came up on it, and uh, it was started to uh, address the villaination regarding uh, what was happening. Was there any heads up about that? Was it? Did it just come come out of nowhere? It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, they said it was going to go live on the website with a very short sort of leading time. Oh, so right, they, must have, they must have obviously planned it for a while. With you know, all, you know, both sides were probably going to announce it at X time because it all oh, yeah, kind no, of landed that, online at the same time, didn't it? That's I mean, undoubtedly, but I just. Because I just got it live, I didn't know anything about it. It just popped up, and uh, that's why I thought it was kind of Churchillian. But uh, I think the upshot—I mean, it was very transparent. That's what I liked about it. Obviously, they uh, 
they don't want to cheat their uh, fans. I mean, there'll be people going, well, I've just bought, you know, Grealish home shirt. I've, you know, a lot of their advertising campaign for the home kit and the season tickets were, you know, J- John Grealish, John Grealish, uh, Jack Grealish. See, I've, I've just forgotten him already. <laughs> 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 See, I don't give a, f- you know, people, they come, they go, you know, it's still Aston Villa. That's that's all I care about. Was it John? It's, no, it's Jack. And yeah, Jack Grealish. Sorry. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Obviously, they wanted to, uh, after putting out those advertising campaigns, they want to distance themselves and, you know, basically say, look, this is what's happened. And uh, it all revolves around that uh, release clause, which essentially said, uh, and I don't think it's Grealish that's going to the table and say, look, you know, if I want to be playing for a Champions League club uh, and uh, if Filler aren't in the Champions League next season. I think that's an agent lawyer thing just to make sure uh, they've got to get out of jail and it gives their client flexibility. Obviously, it was a term of him signing a new contract. The club know from their point of view. If he signs it, that means his value at least will uh, will be more than if he didn't sign his contract. And obviously, they set the bar high because they probably didn't expect anybody at this point in time to come in. Well, there was nobody else in England who was going to, was it, Bar City? Yeah, and I think Villa are sitting there thinking, oh, he's injured for three months. I think we've got him next season. No problems. Problem is, England turned up and uh, he did enough even though Villa were paying Southgate brown paper envelopes to stop him from starting just to make sure he (laughs) didn't get the opportunity to impress. He obviously did enough when he came on, I mean, especially against Germany. And he he uh, won the nation over, didn't he, by not playing almost. His value, we said it a few times, didn't we, that bizarrely for a footballer, a bit like a painting, his his value went up with rarity. Yeah, he, he almost avoided conflict as well. Uh, because he wasn't on the pitch, he didn't have to take any responsibility for anything, you know, any niggles that fans had at the time. When he came on, he, he made an impression and he wasn't in that position to take a penalty. Now, if he'd stepped up and missed, does he suddenly go for 100 million to Manchester City? I'm, I'm not too sure. So uh, almost, yeah, as you said, like an oil painting, his value went up pretty much, you know, by not doing anything. and uh, Maybe a, boo- a boohoo advert or something. But the England thing probably uh, swung it for City. I mean, as Perslow said, other clubs were in there, but I don't think, you know, they're thinking realistically. You would guess that Manchester United were one of those. And uh, when Villa palmed them off, they thought, well, we can get Sancho cheaper. So uh, let's go for that. Yeah. I mean that's that's guesswork, but uh, based on as uh, you know, I said in the last podcast, based on his on-field performances in terms of, uh, and I'm you know I'm talking about the amount of games he's played, considering you know the stat I keep banging on, you know, two thirds of four of the last five seasons. So is that really throwing a hundred million on that? And this two of those periods out have been through the shin injury, which seems to be reoccurring. So I can understand, um, you know, and I always I wrote about this. I don't see clubs going crazy money, but Manchester City are another beast. They are uh, well, they're a country. They're not a lo- yeah, they're a country. They're not a logical footballing beast that don't deal in actual worth. It's like I want that, they get it. It's as simple as that. Money to them. FFP means nothing. Yeah, FFP means nothing. A hundred million is no different to two hundred million. And I don't know too many clubs who can afford to triple the wages of a hundred grand a week player. Well, I think he was on more than that at Villa. Or a bit actually. more, but I mean to go one hundred and fifty, probably. Yeah, and then to go to sort of, you know, was it three hundred and about three sixty, supposedly. So, I mean, the big winners, one hundred percent in in this, is Jack Grealish and his agents. I mean, they've they'd have earned a few million here nicely, and. Uh, 
Yeah, I dread to think what the signing on fee is. All we were doing as Aston Villa supporters, essentially, were just hanging on to this dream that no longer exists in football. You know, let's be frank. The, and and it was almost like the story was it was stranger than uh, fiction. Almost like suddenly here's a club that was just about you know had problems paying a tax bill. Suddenly ends up with uh, rich owners custodians which who are actually decent folk an academy boyhood fan suddenly is the captain and the managers are the fan as well so there was this perfect storm moment and you thought surely not are we now uh, and you know villa started spending and uh you're thinking surely we we're not going to uh defeat the status quo that exists in this kind of uh, and of course we weren't <laughs> no <laughs> we were fooling ourselves footballers you know they're not the brightest guys so they're not going to get into these romantic visions and uh Grealish goes there, guaranteed medals and uh, Champions League football. It's you know it's all the things that perhaps he, he, you know he should be doing. But you know the gamble was try doing it for Villa. But I think uh, we wasted three seasons in the Championship with Jack Grealish. This is the problem. While we were fannying around in these periods, and you know the blame of. Uh, Letting Grealish go falls on the the shoulders. It goes way back. It goes to the Randy Lerner decay. It goes to the clownery, the circus of uh, Doctor Tony, and uh, all involved there. Because those three, I mean, you you got to pat, take a step back. You've got to pat Jack on the back for staying through the championship. And and I think he said in his statement that's when he felt that there was a cause there. Well, it's something bigger than just himself, isn't it? It's like now yeah. I need to I need to pull my club out of this, which is. That is relatively honourable because yeah. he could have because he probably could have jumped ship on a couple of occasions. I'm sure in the championship. And, fr- and let's be frank, if we hadn't won the playoff final, he definitely would have gone. Oh yeah, I'd have gone as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, no problems with that. But yeah, so I mean, you can look back in that context. But the the thing is, it's like the here and now, which is the disappointment because you yeah. know you're so close and. It, he would have been the chosen one to lead this and he would have had the legacy and the glory, but now he's just an if-only man. and uh, Which is a shame. Compared to the rest of Villa history, um, it's, it's not, you know, he's not really making much of a dent in that. You know, he's a guy who, uh, the boyhood chap who helped us get out of the shit and uh, that's about it. Yeah, because it's unfortunately now it, it doesn't become a tangible legacy does it it's lots of sentimentality and emotion yeah. and lots of good memories and some, you know, clearly some very good performances and stuff but you want more from your your pillar stones of the club don't you you need trophies you need honors you need to be challenging at the business end yeah and you know a lot of the adulation and sentiment and emotion you know it's like good looking kid everybody gets into it they like him as opposed to uh you know what he's actually done and uh you've kind of got to scrape that off when you're looking at football legacy and you know there's a lot of people that are upset and uh, understandably so because I think you know Grealish although he's you know he's been a bit of a knob off off the pitch in terms of uh, not realising certain things when he got into trouble really uh, some of those you shouldn't be doing but the other ones that you know your inner circle shouldn't be allowing such things to happen Mm -hmm. I mean who's leaving him uh, lying on a road you know who's uh, letting photos leak out of uh, various things it's like that's like a learning curve but off the field in terms of family and how he deals with fans and everything you know he's a lot of fans have got a lot of great stories with him and uh, you can tell when he plays he you know he he knew it and any and he got it and he identified with the uh, the crowd big time you just you know you just watch any clip of him scoring and his reaction and you know how he interacts with the crowd so that is why also we're disappointed to lose him essentially because you don't get that with many footballers i mean how many times have we given up on the, the modern day footballer in terms of having any connection so many i mean there aren't that many 
clubs who have you have that. I mean, you've probably seen it in the space of a few hours. You've seen the pillar stone of two clubs, admittedly at different ends of the spectrum. You've seen Grealish leave Villa and you've seen Messi leave Barcelona. There aren't that many other clubs. You've got a guy who's come through the academy and become yeah. the main man. This is probably the day that finally killed football. Uh, the day <laughs> that Roy the Rovers went to fucking pastures new. And you know, we and that's the problem. The the, uh, the unity of this current team was was built on the journey of getting promoted as well, and you know that brought a togetherness that would yeah. a bond that would only serve as well uh, when we get into more battles. Yes. So from that point, it was a uh, it was a shame. But there is a you're looking back, and you know, Perslow's obviously uh, announced what that. Uh, clause was and you're just thinking well there's no way we get in the champions league last season never Europa happened. league if they're fit yeah maybe but to go from 17th to what was it you'd had to you'd have to finish sixth or seventh to get in the europa league or win a cup yeah and even that's not going to get you there no. in terms of 100 percent keeping grealish no. so uh it's almost it was almost like uh, a trap waiting to be uh sprung Yes. You know, we've said this on the show. We, we feared the main thing was Pep and the De Bruyne factor and then having that month away of England where he's, his peers are all like the top players and he's thinking, that's, hey, that's how I want to be, you know, 24-7. I don't want to just feel like this when I'm meeting up with England. And, uh, you know, his agency knows that this is, you know, it's branded like Beckham time, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I did like what Perslow said was that Villa cannot be reliant on you know overly reliant on one player, and I thought that was a really good thing to to mention as well. Yeah, that was always dangerous uh, from what I was watching. How the fan base got sucked into it, where it was an inbuilt excuse: if Grealish isn't playing, then they don't expect to win, and that's not good. And Smith had said that. I can't remember which game specifically it was in that crappy god awful run when we our form fell off a cliff last season. But even Smith said it's almost like the players are just waiting for Jack to come back. And you think if that is the the attitude or the the sort of the undercurrent within the club, then that's a that's a that's a problem. I mean I you know I remember years ago talking about a lot of teams in the Premier League are just running like a business now. If as long as they mm-hmm. stay up, they've got that guaranteed income. Well your Newcastles of this world and what the Albion came for a long time. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about teams that stay stay up there. But I mean, there's there's only like six teams that are pretty much guaranteed to yeah. stay up anyway. The rest are, are running as businesses, stay in the Premier League, and you've got a guaranteed amount. Anything above that, whether it be from revenue from cup runs or money you make on transfers, is is kind of where your bonuses come in. Yeah. And I didn't. I never want to support a team that that is the end game. And being a kid and having seen Villa win the European Cup, win the league, and then you know as you get older, seeing them win cups and be in Europe regular, that is the benchmark. That's that is my DNA as a supporter. So if we're suddenly just one of these bum teams just sponging off TV rights in the Premier League, then well, what is the fucking point? We're not going anywhere. So when these new owners came in, it's just like, right, actually, we can, wait, is this just in my head? I don't know. We can actually strive to be something better than this. And if there's any if there's any sport left in this game, it's to try to break that status quo. And the fact that Leicester proved that it, it could be done gave, gave you hope that there was actually a blueprint there. And you saw, if you haven't been paying attention... You'd have seen Villa, their hierarchy, pick off the two prime movers of why Leicester got there. Let's take yes. Nigel Pearson out of the equation for now, but Shakespeare and uh, Rob McKenzie as well. Very, very shrewd operator. And that is their intention. And there 
it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And, you know, I've said it before, when I first asked Wes Edens, why Villa over into Miami, who is who he was in talks with, he said Champions League, first two words. This is what their end game or they what they hope to be is the end game here and it's a healthy end game to have because at least you're uh, striving and uh, you know there's a pride to it already and the way this Grealish thing has been dealt with I mean as you know Perslow said they had a figure I mean it's unprecedented in uh, English football up until this day you know the 100 million and uh, what Perslow said does not deviate I mean the, you know the first thing you think oh where's the ambition if we've sold Grealish right. now I think in terms of crisis management the fact that they st- you know staggered and got those signings in before the announcement of Grealish which would have been part of the deal for sure we were talking about this before we uh, clicked on the record um, when you look back in hindsight you know the that public training it looks it looks like it was all a facade Grealish at no stage was witness I mean there was a couple of you know guys there videoing footage and uh, you know the Twitter arty thought oh this is an indication that he's staying but what you what you didn't see him you didn't at any point see him in any contact training at all and he was he was solo quite a lot of the time, and spent half of it having sports massages and yeah, having a walk with Langer, etc. So I, you know, I, I'm just presuming that part of this deal was string it out so we can get in the Bailey, confirm the Bailey, which probably was a bit probably uh, dragged on a bit longer than I wanted with his uh, where he was geographically in in Jamaica, and then uh, announce Ings as well and then uh, as you could see from their reaction from the Ings especially the club thought well that, that, that'll have the fans in a good place that you know when the actual uh, the H-bomb drops and they see Grealish in the Manchester City kit so I think yes. that was part of the process get those names in first sort of get the, yeah get the names in first and you know you, you saw Perslow basically said they replaced him with three players I mean that's the the essence of Moneyball isn't it for anyone who's seen the film you know you, you, you rebuild a player in the aggregate yeah I mean some people are talking about oh now that's Grealish replaced uh, you know we're going to get a load more I mean I, I just put a thing out on Twitter saying uh, don't expect uh, like much more and, and I'm referring to 
a lot of people going, right, they think they got those players in before Grealish was sold. And so they're expecting for 100 million on top on, you know, loads of new players. And when I say new players, I'm not talking about Axel uh, Tuanzebi and, uh, you know, a backup keeper, a squad filler. I'm talking about, you know, they're talking about big names dropping another, you know, 30, 40 million on players. Bearing in mind, we've probably just spent the best part of 90 on three. Yeah, it was there, you know, Perslow explained it, that they pretty much have spent that money up front. I mean, I you know, I know for a start that they were expecting this. This was, Villa were, I mean, they're probably planning in the back of the head as soon as they signed that contract last year, you know, the get out of jail plan, if he goes. But from June, they knew that City were coming. And so that's when they kick things into action. And so uh, Buendia, for example, you know, we were all thinking, oh, this is the, this is the uh, bit of spice to keep Jack and I think, you know, in a certain respect, uh, if Grealish did stay, then the Buendia one still works, doesn't it? No problem. I think so. I I, th- I personally think we've they've the club have actually handled this one really well. And considering you know, even in you know the, the time that just Jack's been in the side, we've had so many fucking PR disasters and own goals by the club. But I think this one's actually been played about as well as they could. Yeah, they've done they've done really good business. I think that the statement they've put out is sort of not cold, but it's very businesslike. It's cut and dry. I think that's a good thing. And I think those guys that we've we've brought in are are good statements. It was almost presented like, you know, the way people are talking about it, it's like we've replaced Grealish with three players, but unfortunately you can only play 11 players at the same time. So what it actually is, there's always going to be somebody's taking his place, that's just one player, while the other two upgrade yes. the team yeah. as a as an aggregate, as a whole. Well, we, yeah, we, we had to, when we spoke about this so many times last season and previously, that we needed to find a way to play without him anyway. Well, now you've had yeah. him forced upon you regardless. We've done it historically in the past. It might take a little bit of time, and I do hope the supporters are, are sort of patient a little bit. You know, don't expect to just throw all these new guys in, and you've got a great team. On paper, they're all good signings, but they do have to, to yep. gel. But I think we've got the tools now to to actually push on a bit. And there's so what I'm saying is there's not enough places left to be no. buying like marquee no, 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 players no. because you got your back five, including the keeper, sorted. Then you've got uh, if you put if you start in Ings, Watkins. Buendia and Bailey, Bailey that's uh, you got two places left in midfield of which you probably would want to play McGinn and then you're picking one of Louise and Marvellous and are you really going to go out and spend and it will take about what 40 million to get a better player than those like if you're probably even more now that people know we've got cash <laughs> yeah whacking out marquee names so I don't think you're going to get an up and comer to replace any of those because all you know your Nakambas and uh, Louise are still players with their better years in front of them so I that's what I was saying. I think that hundred million has been essentially spent in advance. I mean, personally, I said they'd been they'd, they'd planned for it, hadn't they? So you know, when I spoke to him in that meeting, he was talking about three signings, and you know, when he's saying that, I'm, I'm presuming like main signings. Yeah, I mean, three statements, as we as I've said, you know, uh, you know, the, the squad filler, if you want to call it that. So uh, you know, that's what I just said. I just said, you know, dampen expectations, especially when you know we've we've made such a big statement about the youth cup stuff, and I think they're treating. Chuck Maweka, like it's time to graduate, and they've been so aggressive on the youth recruitment. You know, you yeah. don't go, you don't go to that level and build the academy and the training ground, etc., with the view that, well, we'll just spend this money, and if it comes good, great. It's like, no, this is the strategy. We buy quality, but we develop quality as well. Ings is uh, an anomaly, but he's a banker. I mean. Yeah, as, know, close as, as close as a banker as we're going to get, but yeah, absolutely. In the last three seasons, sorry, last two seasons, only like three players have scored more goals than him, and, and you're talking your Sellers, your Canes. In top sides, you know, bearing in mind Southampton are not a yeah, top four exactly. side, really close. 
And uh, you know, I did. Uh, I did a. I don't know if people saw it, but on Twitter, I did a, uh, a stats comparison between Watkins and uh, Danny Ings. It wasn't like who is the best. It was just an interesting thing I noticed was uh, if you take Danny Ings's uh, last two Premier League seasons, compare it to Ollie Watkins' uh, first Premier League season. He's obviously only been with us one season. The uh, shots on target average per game, I think it was about two point six. Both of them very similar. Expected goals. I think it was 0.4 around that part. Both of them very similar. Goals on average per 90 minutes, Ings was 0.61. Ollie Watkins, 0.38. So Ings is better than one goal in two games. Ollie Watkins was slightly over being a one in three. But they've got the potential to be a great pairing. Ultimately shows you that the key to Danny Ings is his uh, clinical. And the key to his success will be in your service line, won't it? Yeah, but in those games, and you know, I, I, I sometimes go back to them, the, the later on in the, the, the latter half of the season against Manchester United, against Liverpool, against Manchester City, when we were 1-0 up in all of those games, and we had the odd chance here and there in, in those games to either go 2-0 up yeah. or get, you know, get back in it once they equalised... I think if you got Ings there, you only needs half a sniff, and that is uh, that's a big upgrade. I think. Yes, I think so. We'll get more points than last season. And I, I also look at the the signings, and I mean, one thing you lose with Jack is that kind of star quality and that glitter on a match day. But I look at the you, know, you look at the reels of players like Bailey and what we've seen of Buendia at Norwich, and you know, we know what Ings can do, and we've seen him do it against Villa. Geez, he scored probably one of the best goals scored at Villa Park last season. Yeah. Um, but I think they've, they've got the potential to still be a team that are really good to watch. I just think we'll be different. I think we'll be a little bit more dynamic. Sprinkle Traore in there as well. Yeah, it's so. great fun to watch. And I think actually McGinn is really key for the season. And I'm not going to waffle too much about season preview, but because his friend Jack's gone, I think McGinn now knows, right, now I, now I have to be a big player. He's become yeah. a senior player now. Yeah, and that's the thing. He has to step up. And I think... Uh, Marvellous has to step up and then that helps fill the void because I don't think the void as I've always said it main thing about having Grealish in the team gave you belief it gave you that and gave the team belief from the, the X looks factor it. gave the crowd belief but you know, we saw when when he missed. You know, I think his first game uh, was against Liverpool or at Villa Park. Uh, the first season we were back, that team battled well, did well, and you know, they're a bit naive at the end, and that you know they were battered into submission in the injury time. But there's enough fight there, and you know, we've got a strong enough defence. Fifteen clean sheets last season, which was the third best in the division. There's there's a great backbone there, and it's just if they've got a belief that they're a team. But you're quite right when you say. Uh, there's got to be a little bit of patience because uh, these players have just walked through the door and there's a, there's a week to go to the season. And barely, so there's some of them, you know, Louise won't have trained. I don't know when he's due back. I don't Bailey know hasn't Bailey, seen his I don't know, teammates. You know, don't know when Bailey's due in the building. It's going to take a little while, but we do need to just try and start the season reasonably well, just to just calm everything down. Yeah. But yeah, but, but back to Grealish, it's like, uh, you know, there was the, uh, the easy path and... He's taken the he's taken the stair lift up uh, Everest, doesn't he? But it's one of those where if it had all lined up in front of you, you would, you know, you can't blame him. It, it was. Uh, he said it himself. You can't turn it down. From a fan's point of view, it's uh, it's an idealism of like the dream was big, but there's no guarantees, and that's the thing. And he's been through uh, enough shit to. Uh, I'm not 
I'm not saying uh, we goes with our blessings because you leave, you know, as I said in the last podcast, you leave Villa, you're dead to me. I don't care. Manchester City in the Champions League, I don't, I don't watch the Champions League. So, uh, you know, I won't watch him. I have no interest. You know, that's just me personally. I'm, I'm sure others share that viewpoint. But, you know, he, he, he'd been through some of the shitty years. And that's where, I mean, a lot of fans think... Well, you went through the shit years. Why don't you go through the good years with us and yeah. actually actually enjoy it as a fan and uh, be the man who uh, orchestrates it or or helps conduct it at least. And also, the thing is, it's like it's Manchester City, and you know this is just an oil soaked sports washing. Yeah. To me, when they when they win things, it's almost like it doesn't count. It's it's a weird thing. The ap- the apathy from Manchester City supporters just baffles me, considering. I know a few sort of older Man City fans who were there, you know, when they're in the fucking third tier, and they've they've always had that kind of we're just not here. This isn't happening. This is a dream, and the bubble's going to burst. And yeah. now that the whole thing has changed, and it's just it's almost apathy, or whether it's arrogance, I don't know what it is. You know, the the prospect of winning a Champions League, they're like, oh, whatever, as long as we're champions of England. It's this really strange, almost like they don't want to be the biggest. Well, this, like, this, it's almost like we only we only want to compete with Man United. It's that kind of attitude. Some of the things that like uh, fans were parroting out, just cliches like, oh, and 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 this is ex-player pundits as well saying, oh, he really needs to go and test himself now to try to win trophies. There's no test. This is easy street. He, he just signs. He's won medals already. He's got he's got how many? He's probably got three league medals. He's just at least minimum guaranteed himself. There's probably a couple of FA Cups in there as well. He's probably won, well, if he's six-year contract, three of those minimum, he's winning the league. And the average price of a squad player at Man City is £41 million. These people, when they parrot these cliches, it's it's, it's almost like uh, they think it's still a sport. <laughs> it's, it's just so, isn't anymore, it's long it's gone. It's naive. Whatever cliches. Uh, I mean, there's. Uh, it needs to be playing in the Champions League. Well, they were about to fuck off to the Super League anyway. Yeah, but I mean, you can see that from his point of view. Yeah, it's of like he, well, he wants to play at the highest level. I, I totally understand that. And you have to. You're mixing that. it with your boys in Eng- the England setup, and as a, you know, this is this is football. This is his life. This is uh, and he's you know he's only, was he's only got like uh, probably half his career left. Probably got another ten ten good years, maybe. Well, if he goes on like Perlo or something, yeah. But yeah, it's, so that that bit I understand, and from Manchester City's point of view, not that anybody gives a shit. It's like their holy grail, and you look around. If Manchester City can't win that fucking Champions League in the next year or two, after then, spending about a billion, well, that. But the other teams are just disintegrating. Barcelona just disintegrating in front of your eyes. Real Madrid are not what they were. You know, Bayern are kind of still strong. I think PSG are strong or stronger now with the signings they've made. But you know that's another sovereign wealthy type deal there yeah. with the old. It's the, uh, it's the only way now, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, you know, to me, it's just boring. It's uh, you know the football authorities going back like when they formed the Premier League, they should have sorted something out in terms of wage caps and uh, the like, or coming up with a different structure to uh, stop this happening. Because now it's. Uh, you're talking about a team that's uh, it's going to be more you know you know it's it's evolving all the time. I mean they're not stupid, they're savvy. We you know I've, I've praised them on the last show. I think uh, in terms of how they've built that ten club structure company where they can uh, move assets around, whether it's players or you know financial assets. And they've got a wonderful so they've got a wonderful sponsor, haven't they? 
who never seems to make any money, but Manchester City seems to get all of it, but we won't go into that. Yeah, but so it, it's set up to beat the system and win. You know, it's it's a rigged game. Uh, and so this thing, you know, Grealish going there, you see him in the shirt, it's just like, you, just, you feel like, first disappointment is like, you've left filler. Second disappointment is you've sold out. But, you know, is that all that's in life to... Uh, this potential to maybe win something for Villa, or do you just ring up the uh, the guy who's just made your new gym and do you say, right, I've got another room. Can you turn it into my personal trophy cabinet? Because there's got to be there's going to be a few coming in the next years, next yeah. few years. I just think if you've got the opportunity to win honors, why don't you? I, I understand that, but maybe he's got half an eye in the future that he's probably thinking, well, at some point, I'll, I know the door is going to be left left open for me at Villa. I can probably go back whenever I want anyway. Well, not not in the ideal situation where well, no, uh, if we outgrow, Perslow thinks right, fuck these guys, and the owners go right. It's time to uh, roll the nuclear. dice. <laughs> Let's go nuclear. First clue you get is when we face them in the uh, FA Cup final and we hammer them. Next clue you get is when we're in the Champions League, and then the next clue you get is when we win it again and they still haven't won it. That's where we win this. Is where if we beat Manchester City with Grealish and their team, it's all about the long game. But uh, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the situation more uh, in the main show. But we just wanted to uh, jump on and react to uh, the Churchill speech, the address to the uh, the Villa nation. But we'll uh, talk about it in a more structured manner uh, on the next show. Anything we missed? I think the whole situation is probably we've come out of the week a lot more positive than I think most people thought they would. I think most people would have envisaged seeing him in a a fucking horrible sky blue shirt and being depressed and actually I just think well okay thanks for the money good luck yeah and we're in a, we're in a, we're in a good setting and it's been played really well and I think that the way the club have played it really lifts the fans yeah I mean you, you've got to hold your hat to uh, Villa to the way they've played it I think the Ings uh, signing and the timing of it was uh, time to perfection what a novelty as well to have no you know we were at the bloody cricket and suddenly uh, the phone starts popping it's like oh fucking we've bought Ings what yeah no clickbait no, no itk no no percy at the back post or romano weeks ahead no inane people prattling on about these transfers just as it used to be i think I think somebody made this comment on uh, twitter so uh i apologize if i'm stealing their insight but uh it's like the old days where you just you you turn on cfax and you go oh fuck we just signed somebody <laughs> Pops up as a headline. That's the first you know about it. Showing my age there. Chris doesn't even know what CFAX is. I know about I know about three oh two, and people used to book their holidays on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have to keep an eye on the Test match score. It'd come over every bowl they balled. It was hilarious how slow. To be honest with you, uh, I, I would uh, I, I would have that back in a moment at the expense of the internet. Even though that's the end of my old man said. <laughs> Imagine how slow Twitter would work in comparison. <laughs> Let's not say the internet. Let's say I would trade CFAX for uh, Twitter. That would be Good shout. a mass yeah. improvement. All right, anyway, let's get out of here. All eyes turn to the final uh, preseason game. And then uh, we'll be back into business uh, for what should be an interesting season. I, I, do we bill it as a transitional season now? Yes and no. I think it's uh, the next step season. I think so. I don't think it's like huge progress, but I do think we, we have to move forward and we should move forward. To be honest with you, the last season or so, I've been, uh, there was a bit of me that thought if we got rid of Grealish, then uh, that would allow us to focus on the team and uh, improving that in a bit more of a uniform manner. It's becomes distracting. Yeah. 
and not having that hundred million war chest potentially holds you back. Yeah, that as well. And the thing of also, you know, if we if we if we you know if we were going to offer him that contract and say double his money, the dynamic in the changing room, your wage yeah, structure, yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff really becomes an issue at a club like Villa. It doesn't it doesn't matter at City because they're all on fucking hundred grand a week. Even if we, when you know the under tens are on hundred grand a week at Man City. Well, no, they're but on Villa more becomes, than that. It, it I think you're underselling issue. yourself there. I yeah. think it's uh, more, way, way above that. Whereas, but, say, uh, for example, if Jack had gone from, for example, 150 to 250 grand a week at Villa, if you're Mings's agent, you're thinking, hang on a minute. Yeah. And if you're McGinn's agent, or especially someone like Watkins, Martinez, especially, Ings. you're thinking, hang on a minute. Yeah, and Ings, but like Martinez, you're thinking, hang on a minute. None of you fuckers have won international trophies. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I'm having more than you, like. And judge, judging by the way he was uh, shithousing uh, those Colombians and the way you're celebrating... I'm looking forward to his hip thrust this season. <laughs> I would put money on him actually standing in the middle of the, the dressing room and go, none of you fuckers have won international. It's yeah. <laughs> probably exactly what he would say. Yeah. Right, anyway, let's get out of here and uh, we will uh, join you uh, properly for uh, episode 158, the main show. The one before the uh, season when we will discuss how Villa actually improve on last season in the season ahead right one last thing just follow us on uh, the podcast twitter account at myomansaid.com and uh, do follow us uh, on whatever pod app that you're listening up to this on so uh, you will get notifications as soon as the show pops right until the next one it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.